Welcome to the Christian Ministry Church Podcast. We're praying that this message equips and empowers you to live in the kingdom of God. Now for today's sermon by Pastor Tim Brooks. We want to welcome all those who are joining us on about every social media avenue that's out there. Uh, we're on it, and we're glad to have you joining us. We're wrapping up a, a little bit over a two-month study on the laws of the kingdom. And I want to draw that sort of to a conclusion in a, in a form of a wrap-up. The disciples would watch Jesus go off by himself very often to pray. And when he would come back, they would see the effects of his time in prayer. And so the disciples said, Jesus... You, you've got to teach us to pray. So he said, all right, here's what you do. The first thing you do when you pray is you start out honoring God. Hallowed be your name. I bless your name. You're high and lifted up. Your train fills the temple. I give you glory. I give you honor. The first thing your prayer does is start out magnifying the name of God. Then he moved into the next thing that you do. You know, God bless mama, God bless daddy, do this, do that, heal this, take care of that. You don't start giving God his marching orders. Then the first thing you pray for is your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now that's how we start our prayer. We pray, God, your will be done. I want to submit my life to you. I want to bow my knee to you. Your will be done here, in my life, here, on earth, right now, as it is in heaven. Well, this year, we've been talking about seeking first his kingdom, bringing his kingdom in our life here on earth. We've been talking about living in the kingdom of God. And we are, this year, have been moving our life into daily life, not just for a few minutes on Sunday morning, but where we live in the kingdom of God. I'm just happy, I'm full of joy, I'm blessed, I'm having a good day, I enjoy what I do each and every day. I move my life into the kingdom of God. And as we live in God's kingdom, we become very aware that there are laws that govern how life works in the kingdom of God. For the past couple of months, we've been looking at the laws of the kingdom. And we just selected eight laws to study that we've looked at. Laws that are in effect. Now, whether you agree, disagree, like it, don't like it, uh, whether it offends you. I mean, we're in this era in history where everybody offends everybody and your feelings are on your shoulders and we're all upset about it. Whether you're upset about it or it offends you or your gender or your race or your... Uh, the laws of the kingdom are just in operation. It's like the law of gravity. I don't know how you feel about it. Well, I just don't feel personally. I don't, you don't, don't jump off of a tall building and personally feel something. It's the law of gravity. It just works. Laws are not to be fought against. And there's, there's such a wrong deception, and I, and I want to talk about this just for a minute, that laws are ruining your fun. Such a deception for young people that all these rules, all these laws are just it keeping me from having fun. I want you to understand it's laws that keep you having fun. 
It, laws are here to keep you safe. Laws are here to provide joy in your life. And, and we've got such a wrong paradigm about the word law. In fact, here Psalms 19 says, the laws of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The law, read Psalms 19 if you hadn't read it in a while. The law of the Lord is trustworthy. It's making wise. It brings joy to the heart. It gives insight for living. The law of the Lord is true and fair. I like this. The law of the Lord is more desirable than gold. It's sweeter than honey. It's a warning. It's a great warning. And it's, there's a great reward for all those who obey. But boy, when we mention God's laws, there's just such a negative reaction. Here just a, a, a year or so ago, and I, I don't know um, why Outback Steakhouse wanted to capitalize on everybody's negative reaction to rules. But if you've noticed in their commercials, it says no rules, just right. No rules, no rules. Ooh, I want to go there where there's no rules. I hope there's a lot of rules at Outback. Like, wash these forks before you reset the table with them. You know, I mean, I hope there's a long list of rules that everybody in there is playing by. But they're just trying to play on work. No rules. Well, then everybody wants to come here if there's no rules. We just don't want any rules. Well, it's just a wrong thought. I want all kinds of rules in that restaurant to be in play if I'm going to eat there. See, God created limitations to give us freedom. Boundaries, rules, laws are in no way to restrict freedom, but rather enhance and provide freedom. The fact is a red light in an intersection allows freedom for all the traffic. We don't put a red light up there to ruin your day. I just can't wait till I get out of this house and I can get out from under the rules of this house like a red light is just ruining your life. The fact is, everywhere we go and everything we do, we desire rules and we love rules and laws. A football player can't just run up in the stands with the ball. Can't run out in the parking lot, circle the stadium, run back down the tunnel and run across the goal line, touchdown. Well, you're only free to play football if you stay and operate within the rules. You start just running outside the boundaries, it's nothing but chaos. You're not going to have anybody watch that. Nobody's going to go to the stands. Nobody's going to watch it on TV. Players just running all over. It's just chaos. It won't work. Pedestrians walking down the sidewalk, they love the rule, the law, that you can't drive your car down the sidewalk. That's not to ruin your life. It's to protect you. There's just only so much weight in an elevator, so much weight on an airplane. And I want that enforced when I get on there. Watch if you want to feel good about yourself. Watch the 600-pound life show. Y'all watch, I watch that all the time. I love that show. I was watching the other night, that this guy, they were doing a story on him, weighed 1,100 pounds. I got up and went and made me a milkshake. I said, man, I'm feeling good about myself. But I don't want to, I don't want 20,000 pound people getting on this elevator and crashing me on this. Come on, let's obey the rules of the elevator. A tennis player can't hit the ball up in the stands and get a point. A train can't just go whatever way the conductor feels in his heart. He wants to drive the train. He can stay on the track. Keep the thing running down the track. 
for freedom to be experienced, to be enjoyed, to be benefited from, boundaries have to exist in all of life. And we're in a day and time where people want to be free outside God's limited restrictions, and that's ridiculous. It's just going to be chaos in our streets whenever we live like the direction we're trying to take this nation. That's nothing but chaos. God gave Adam freedom to access every tree in the garden except for one. See, it was maximum freedom, limited restrictions. God's not out to ruin your life. He wants to make your life safe, secure, and blessable. And here's the way life works. For sure, we can't go back and reteach two months' worth of teaching that we have done. But I want to just quickly, because it's lasted for so long, I want to quickly go back and recap these eight laws just to jog your mind, help you remember. Let's, let's click back in. We first studied, we started with the law of reciprocity. What a great law. Luke 6, 38, give and it will be given to you. It, it's a law that only works all the time. All the time. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're a man or a woman. If you got money, don't have money, you're real smart, not very smart. You're not going to reap what you don't sow. You, you give and it's given back to you. Terry and I have watched this for years. When a crisis hits or when a need hits or when a celebration hits, somebody's getting married or having a baby or they were going to do a shower or a party, you can watch the, the, the one that is given and given and served, well, people just turn out by the droves to bless them. It's in giving that you receive. It's in sowing that you reap. You, you, people that have been given and given and given and working and serving and shaking hands, my goodness, there's people cooking for them and serving them and helping them. And uh, We've had doctors put a sign on the hospital door, no more visitors, tell your church to stay home. You, you let somebody that's a real server, that's been a real giver, have a need and people just turn out. Why? Because it's in giving that you receive. That's the way the law works. I've been told often, this is a very, very unfriendly church. And I've been told often, this is a very, very friendly church. Well, the difference is not this church. I mean, it's just the way it is. I was, well, that's sad, or well, I'm glad to hear that, or I'm sad to hear that. I don't know what to say, but the difference is you. When you come and you don't get involved, you don't serve, you don't help, you don't shake any hands, you don't become a greeter, you don't work in any area, you just come late, you leave early, and you say hi to nobody, this is a very unfriendly church. When you come here and you meet everybody and shaking hands with everybody, you're volunteering and you get involved, first thing you know, man, I got friends all over this place. Boy, this is a friendly church. This, is, this church is just friendly as it can be. Well, what's the difference? It's in give, it's, it's the law of reciprocity. I got to move on. I can already see I want to reteach all of this. <clears throat> Recap. This is what I'm doing. I'm recapping. The law of use. Matthew 25 spells this out. God entrusts wealth to us. 
And, and it says one was given five, one was given two, one's given one. Now, I don't know why one's given five and one's given two and one's given one. That's God's business. That's not your business, what talent you got and what talent somebody else got and what you can do and what you're gifted in and what you're gifted in and what you're good at and what you're not good at. God handed all of that out. Our part is to use what we've been given. To use what we've been given, and, and it was just a, it was a very hard ending for the guy that dug a hole and didn't do anything with what he'd been given. It doesn't matter what your talent is, you, you got to use it. You have to use it. I'm, I'm not as talented as Lucas. He can play every instrument on this stage. He can sing. I can live my entire life insecure, low self-esteem, feel worthless. God can't use me. I'm not smart, I'm not talented, I can't do what Lucas can do. All I know is, all growing up in school, I got spankings for talking. That's just what happened to me. So, I got an idea. I'm gonna let Lucas sing and play and do all that he does and then I'll stand up here and talk. See, you you use what you have been given, whatever that is. You you use what you have been given and, and you are blessed because you are operating in the law of use. But we've got so much insecurity and so much inferiority because we want to look at somebody else's. The two can't look at the five and say, well, I didn't get five, I would feel so bad. Just double what you've got. Use what you've been given, do something with what you've been given and watch God bless your life. The law of perseverance. Persevere, the definition, is the ability to hold to a course of action. Wow. The ability to hold to a course of action. Just so many places in the Bible that we looked at. Get a hold of the plow. Don't look back. Hebrews says don't shrink back. Run the race. Persevere. Keep asking. Keep knocking. Keep seeking. Remain in me. I'll remain in you. Abide in me. See, here's what you always got to know. And and I've just had this in the front of my mind my whole life. It's always easier to quit. Just know that. It's always, it will always be easier to throw in the towel, to just quit, to give up. That's always easier. But the law of perseverance, God blesses those who persevere. Terry and I have a great marriage. We didn't. But 44 years later, we're about to figure this thing out. You see, you just, you just keep, you just hang in there and you hang in. We can't persevere in school. We can't persevere at a job. We can't persevere with one church. We, we, just, we just throw in the towel. It's always easier to get hurt feelings, get mad, get upset, or the grass is greener on the other side. It's always easier to walk off. God blesses perseverance. You just hang in there and you hang in there and you hang in there. The law of responsibility Luke 12 tells us to whom much is given, much is required. Deuteronomy 22 really addresses personal responsibility. When you see your neighbor's stuff and and your responsibility to take care of your neighbor, when you see things that maybe he hadn't seen. Uh, And, whoa, we're just so losing any sense of personal responsibility. It's mind-boggling how uh, we're just no responsibility and I, I cannot watch those commercials. Are you tired of bill collectors calling you? Are you tired of credit 
card companies harassing you, you don't need to call that law firm that's advertising. What you need to do is pay those people you owe money to. What, what, in, what in that commercial are you tired of bill collectors harassing you? Then send them their money. If you're tired of bill collectors calling you, don't call a law firm and sue somebody. Pay the people the money you owe, and it's amazing. They just quit calling. Boy, just we're no resp- our personal responsibility for anything. It, it just my, it blew me away. Terry and I have got a good friend that um, for several years was um, a, a city attorney for the city of Nashville. And there was a whole wing of attorneys that was the city attorney. I said, well, what does the city need attorneys for? It's to handle all the lawsuits. There were so many that it took multiple attorneys to handle. Somebody wasn't watching where they were going. They fell off the sidewalks. They're going to sue the city. They tripped over something to sue the city. They bumped into a light pole. They're going to sue the city. I mean, but, but, and it's just, there it was never-ending lawsuits. Of pe- Why don't you just watch where you're going? Don't sue somebody. My goodness, just no sense of personal responsibility. And God blesses people who are responsible. God blesses you when you walk in personal responsibility. Another one, the law of greatness. Everybody wants to be great. Nobody wants to be a loser. Everybody wants to be great. And it's not that we step on people to get there. Jesus said the way you become great is you serve. And, and it's a law. The more people you serve, the greater you become. If, if you are a plumber, the more busted pipes you fix, the greater you become. Whatever it is you're doing, the more you help people handle their problems, the more you serve people, the greater you, your business, your company becomes. And boy, we've just so lost a servanthood mindset. It's, it's shocking to me when, when we go into a store and you have to hunt for somebody to ask for some help and then they, you have just put them out when you ask them, excuse me, but where is this? I, I'm here at the cash register and I'm ready to pay and, and here's these two girls and they're talking and they're giggling and talking and one's on their phone. <clears throat> if uh, <clears throat> I, I need to, could I pay for my cup of coffee? Uh, yeah, just a minute. I mean, no customer service. We just—it's we're in an era of of history that just has no servant mentality. We're here to serve people. The way you become great is bless people, serve people, do for other people, and watch what happens to you personally. Watch what happens in your business. Have, live your day with a servant mindset. How can I help you? And watch what happens in your life. We talked about the law of unity. And, and this is really misunderstood because it's often thought of unity as uniformity. And you and I are very different. God put us here very, very different. We have different giftings. We have different callings. We are very, very different. Very different. Terry and I could not possibly be more different in just about any area you bring up. 
but we are in total unity. We want to do well. We want to be pleasing to God. We want to have a good life. We wanted to raise good kids. We are in total unity, but that doesn't mean you agree with everybody on every issue. And, and it wasn't until I began to understand this that it made life start working for me, and especially in the workplace. And now I seek to hire people that are very different than me. I don't need to hire somebody like me. I need to hire somebody that knows something I don't know, that sees things I don't see. And, and, and we work in unity with bringing different points to the table. But we have so let our differences become a disunity and a source of fighting and friction. And, and it, was, it was sad, but Terry and I were about to split our marriage up over the very reason we needed to be together. Then we started seeing, I don't need to leave her, I need to cling to her because she has a point that I don't have. She sees it in a way I don't see it. She brings something to the table that I don't bring to the table and you begin to understand I depend on your differences, I'm not mad about them. I need that. I need to hear from you. I need your input in my life. And the law of unity, when we all begin to walk in unity, we're going in the same direction. We have the same goals. We're going to accomplish the same thing. Now, let's all bring our differences in here and unify in the way we're going. It's amazing what we can do. It's the law of unity. Talk about the law of miracles. God just does things out of the ordinary. And as you read scripture, don't live your life oblivious to the miraculous because God often does a miracle. Just, wow, wow, that, that was miraculous the way that happened. That was miraculous the way that came about. Don't limit your life to no miracles. Understand, we serve a miracle-working God, and I just happen to expect miracles. I'm looking for a miracle to happen. I'm looking for God to do a miracle in my life. We talked about the law of dominion. In Genesis chapter 1, God gave man dominion. It's the law of dominion. Luke 10, 19, Jesus said, I've given you all authority. Corinthians tells us to take every thought captive. We, we have lost the understanding that we have been given dominion. We, we just so pick our feet up and just go float with the current like a cork bobbing down a river, bumping off of the rocks, and we've let our emotions and our feelings just run wild on us with no concept of, I don't have to think that right now. I, I'm not going to be sad. I'm going to be happy right now. I'm going to have a great day today because I decided to have a good day today. I'm going to be happy. I'm not going to be mad. I'm not going to be frustrated. I'm not going. No, that is a thought that will ruin my day, and I'm not going to think that. We just lost the concept of you and I have been given all authority. Every name has to bow its name to the name of Jesus. 
And, and you've got authority over that. The example I always use when we're talking about that is the police pull you over for speeding and you say, officer, I wasn't doing it. Well, you, you were going way fast. No, my right foot, it just kept pushing on the pedal. It wasn't me, my right foot. Well, you, you know, t- take your foot off of that pedal and put it on the brake. See, take your mind as a muscle. Stop that thought and put it on this. I'm going to think about how good this is. I'm going to think about how blessed I am. I'm going to think about what a great life I have. I'm not going to continue to dwell on this problem, this crisis, this hurt, this thing, and let this thing just keep building and building until it wrecks my day, until it wrecks my week, until it wrecks your whole life. And I've seen people, you have too, that for 20 years have seethed in bitterness over some hurt or some pain or some rejection or something, and it's cost them their whole life. Operate in the law of dominion. I take authority over this in the name of Jesus, and I'm not going to think that thought. I'm going to think this thought. I'm taking that thought captive. You got dominion. Now, now just take it. Take it over your life. I want to encourage you as we are ending this series. We're, we're leaving talking every Wednesday about the kingdom laws. But I was thinking today, you know, I've been out of school for over 50 years since I've studied the law of gravity. It's been longer than 50 years ago that I had a teacher explaining and teaching and communicating the law of gravity to me. But now that I learned that, I live constantly aware of the law of gravity. Every movement I move, I'm aware of the law of gravity. The older I get, the more aware I am of how fast the ground sucks me to it. I'm aware of the law of gravity. I go up and down a ladder a lot slower because I'm aware of the law of gravity. I don't have a teacher telling me about it, telling me about it. I'm not taking a test on the law of gravity. It's been over 50 years since I've been in a class on the law of gravity, but I live with the law of gravity. I live with it. I build things. I do things. I live my whole life gravity conscious because I understand that law. It's in me, and I live operating on that. When I'm carrying something heavy, I'm watching. I'm not going to drop that on my toes. I don't have to have a teacher reminding me and telling me and reminding me. See, I've got that in me, and it, it affects everything that I do. My awareness of that law affects everything I do. And that's what I want to have happened for us as we conclude this series. I don't want it to be something that we close the book on and out of sight, out of mind. I want you to live aware for the rest of your life, each and every day. Uh, uh, have a correct understanding of these laws and, and understand that a mishandling of this can bring about problems in your life. It can bring about hurt and pain. You, you just forget the law of gravity and you drop that big heavy thing you're carrying, it's gonna hurt your foot. It's gonna cause you pain. See, you, you, you live understanding these laws and you live in a way that that law is a blessing to you. Think about the law of gravity. It's not ruining my life. It's a huge blessing to us. And the laws of God's kingdom are not to ruin your life. It's not to keep you teenagers from having any fun 
The laws of God are sweeter than honey from a honeycomb. Y'all stand. Lord, we thank you for all that we've learned in this study. And as we close this chapter of our studies, well, we don't leave it, but we weave it into the fabric of our life. Direct us and guide us as we live our life pleasing and blessable by you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Christian Ministries Church. If this message impacted you and you'd like to sow into our ministry, you can give at cmchurch.com. If you'd like to listen to more of our messages, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Just search for Christian Ministries. God bless.